0: Shabbat So the Mishnah is going to begin by discussing some, some more halachot about Hatzmanah, about insulating food on Shabbat. So Tomlin Bishlachim, we can surround, we can use uh, animal hides to surround a pot um, because they don't add heat. So we're talking about unprocessed hides that still have hair or wool on them. And they serve as insulators. And we can even move these hides on Shabbat, even um, just like a stem hide that has not been used to insulate food. They're not muxer because we can use them as, as rugs for sitting down, because in those days, that's how they do, they'd sit on these rugs on the floor. So even though they would become to be used to be processed into leather, people would use them to sit on. The gizé semé, we can use wool shearings to surround a pot of food that are no longer moist, as we learnt that um, moist shearings are problematic, um, but dry ones are okay. The a however, we cannot move them, because these... Shearings are going to be used to spun to be spun into thread and woven into cloth, and that is not permissible um, to be used on Shabbat because they're going to be mukseh, machmat, chisar, and kiss. Because we're concerned that if these get ruined, we're not going to be able to um, use them for, for, for wool. Um, so, what should we do if? You have surrounded your pot with these wool shear- with these wall shearings on Shabbat. How can you open your pots without having to move the wall that's piled on top of it? Because if they're mukse, you can't move them directly. So not elatiki soy. Uh, one should remove the lid of the pot that's covered with the wall shearings. So imagine you've got this pot surrounded with these wall shearings, and you can see the handle. You can access the wall handle the hen off lots, so you lift it up, the hen off lots, and the wall shearings will fall off on their own so so as you as you lift up the lid they'll fall off because we're not moving the shearings directly. this is Muta, this is this is permitted because you can move something um um, indirectly, so you can move something that's non mukseh, which will cause a mukseh item to be moved. Um, and we will learn more about this later on in the Masakhtar. Um Now, what happens if you've got a pot? So, you've got a pot in a box, and this box is filled with mukseh wrapping, like like these shearings. So, Ribli Elazab Nazari Elazab says, Kupa, if one wants to remove a pot from a box, Kupa, a box, which is surrounded by wool shearings, Mate al Sidavanotel, he should tilt the box. Contain the shearings on the pot onto the side, then not tell, and remove the pot. So what will happen is, 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 if it's tilted and you take out the pot, all the shearings will slide to one side. So when one wants to put back the pot, he one can place it in the area that is empty of shearings. So 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 when the box goes back around, when you then put the box The the pot back in the box, and you put it to the right side, everything will fall in the right way around the pot. But according to Azariah, you cannot take. The pot from the box without tilting the box. Because what might happen is, is that if you take it without tilting the box, you take the pot out. And you're not able to return it because what will happen is the shrooms will fall into the hole. There'll be that hole, that the pot, the pot-shaped hole, and all the the washrooms will collapse into it. And when that happens, one might I'm going to put the pot back. You might just you know, forget and you'll just move the shearings out of the way and then you're moving Muqsa items. So therefore, according to Rabbi you cannot remove the pots from the box in the first place until the box has been tilted. But the say, One can take out the pots without tilting the box and put it back in the box as long as the shearings have not fallen into that hole because they're not concerned that a person might want to move the shearings back in place, okay? However, one has to be careful, the Chachamim, the, the, they do admit, they do agree that even if they do fall in the place, you cannot move them out of the way. But they're not concerned that a person will come to move out of the way. Now, let's say if one did not cover the pot when it was still day there of Shabbat, you cannot cover it once night has fallen on Shabbat, even with something that does not add heat. Okay, Because we're concerned that if we do permit someone to wrap up food on Shabbat to preserve the heat, a person might notice that the the... the the pot has cooled off, and then the mat comes to heat it up. Okay, so even so, once Shabbat has come in, it cannot be cannot be wrapped. If one covered the pot before Shabbat on Friday with something that does not add heat, but it only kind of keeps it hot, the and it became uncovered on Shabbat. Mutar One is permitted to cover it over again with the heat-preserving substance after nightfall, because it was already wrapped and covered before Shabbat began. Okay, now, hakiton One can fill a bottle with cold water tachat or tachat and place it under a pillow or a cushion on Shabbat in order to take away its chill. So you've got this cold water bottle, you put it under something that's going to warm it up slightly a bit um, even though one cannot wrap hot food in any substance on Shabbat, as we've just learnt, wrapping cold food is permissible because this is not the normal way of wrapping food. Okay? It's unusual to wrap a pot of cold food in order to warm it. It's not how people warm items. So therefore it's not included in the prohibition against wrapping food on Shabbat. Shabbat, Perik he, mishnah, aleph. So, the Torah forbids the owner of an animal to let it do melacha on Shabbat. Okay, so you cannot allow one's animal to go outside on Shabbat bearing a load because that would be doing the malachah of hot transferring something from the private domain or the public do- to the public domain or vice versa, or letting an animal carry something for a in the Rishot HaRabim. However, things that are needed to protect the animal or keep it under control are not considered a burden, a masa. And so one can allow his animal to go outside with them on Shabbat. So let's look at a few of these items. Bameh behema yot With what, what may an animal wear outside on Shabbat or v'mah and what may not wear on Shabbat outside. A camel may go outside with a leash tied around its mouth. Okay, so the leash or the halter is tied around a mouth and it keeps it under control. So it's it's allowed to go outside with it on Shabbat. And a white female camel can go out with a nose ring. So a white female camel is harder to control than other camels because it's got a greater, greater tendency to run off. So therefore using a leash or a halter is, is not enough it needs to have a a metal ring inserted into the nose and again since these are needed for the control it can go for controlling them they can go out with them on shabbat okay now interestingly it can o- this type of camel can only go out with a nose ring it can't go out with a leash because the leash is useless it's not used to control it so therefore it's not necessarily um used to control it so therefore that will be considered ca- carrying love, the kiss bap rumbia and a Libyan donkey can go out with a bridle. Okay? So a Libyan donkey would go out with a bridle, is a form of headgear that's used to control an animal and it consists of straps with which a bits, which is a metal piece that goes into the mouth, and that, that, that that can control it because donkeys from Libya are more powerful than other donkeys so they need a bridle and they can go outside with a bridle and again it cannot be it cannot be taken out with a simple leash and it can't be taken out with a nose ring because those are insufficient to control it so therefore they're considered burdens and not for control the b'asher b'asher and a horse can go out with a collar um, and again this is a metal band to which a ring is attached and it goes out with this Vechol ale Hasher Yotsin Bashar all animals that wear a collar such as hunting dogs can go out with the collar wraps around their necks, um, and again, even if it's just, even if the animal's just just wrapped around its neck, and the owner's not even holding it at the time, it can still go out because the the owner can can try and grab the collar if, if it needs to. The nimshachim or if it's being pulled by the leash of the collar, so you know uh, the owner can take the handle of the leash of the collar, and lead the animal outside. So again, all of these items are restraining the animal, which is mentioned, so it's, uh, and, and it's not considered a burden, so the animal can go out into the Reshut wearing it. Okay, but as we said, it cannot wear things that are not sufficient and, and useful to control it. Now, this last bit is not necessarily related to the laws of Shabbat, it's teaching how a collar that is Tamer can be made Tahor. Okay, now things that are made for an animal are not susceptible to Tumah, the collar is an exemption because it's used for. It's actually made for a person's needs. A person uses the collar to lead an animal with it, so therefore they can become tamer. Or the We may sprinkle mazin the water on these collars. The Tovli and Kamal and immerse them in a mikveh, even when they're in their place on an animal's neck. Okay, so there's two ways of doing of of being mitahes something. You can you can sprinkle the mechatat over here, which comes from the para Duma, to purify a utensil or a person that became tameh from uh, from a uh, tameh met. Um, and so the Mishnah teaches that if an animal's collar became tameh from tumat met. Corpse out, one does not need to take it off the animal's neck to sprinkle it with um, mechatat. You can sprinkle it while it's still on the animal. We're not concerned um, that the water might go on the animal, which which would make it be problematic. Uh, similarly, if an animal's collar needs to be tovel in the mikveh, it doesn't need to be taken off the animal's neck. One can lead the animal into the mikveh to a point where the collar is submerged. So you lead it in, its head is above the water, but the collar's just, you know, around the neck and that can hit the water. And again, we're not worried that the collar might be too tight for the water to reach its underside. So the Mishnah's telling, telling us in both these instances it is okay.